welcome into the Irish NFL show. It is week nine of the NFL season. If you're listening to this, you're getting ready for week nine Sunday in the NFL. Uh, presented by Cassidy Travel. Delighted to welcome in Colm Cronin. Uh, welcome back, Brian O'Leary. Colm, first off, how's the form? All good. Uh, difficult to believe that we're going after this weekend will be beyond the halfway mark of the season. It tells you just how quickly it goes and a season full of surprises thus far I think we will see one or two more uh, on Sunday Brian welcome back in how are you getting on thanks guys I'm back from my, my mini boy is that what they, they call it in the NFL where you're not officially on a bye week uh, Giants and Broncos on a bye week this week both having had differing results last weekend but uh, as Colin has alluded to there's some Cracking games this weekend and genuinely um, I've gone back and forth on quite a few in terms of what my selections are. I'd be interested to see if, how many we agree with this evening. And at the time of recording it's a Thursday and I am going to do this new thing tonight. I've got like a klaxon here. A vet hit klaxon. We're locking everything in tonight. So, yeah, we're, we're going to lock our picks in and if oh, Ryan Tannehill right? suddenly starts on Sunday we're locking them in. We're just going to gamble and go for it. Um, I actually didn't realise the Giants were on a bye week Brian um, it's one of those weeks where there's a few teams on and off but they're only and we'll talk about this down the stretch there's only two games in a 9 o'clock window which is going to be fun um, first, first weekend where there's actually six six teams on a bye it's the the most in terms of teams not playing throughout the course of the past few weeks when, when the bye weeks came, came into action so kind of explains that to a large extent why there's only Two games in that kind of nine o'clock window on Sunday. Welcome into everybody watching. Welcome into everybody on the podcast. You're all very, very welcome. Great to have everyone along for, for week nine of the season. We're going to start off uh, with the first game we're going to look at, which is the four and three LA Chargers going up against the four and four Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta. Colin, this is the game. Um, you know, at, at this point in the season, when you're trying to when you're trying to find form, when you're trying to get a run together, it's it's a really important game for both for both teams. Broncos in the West on a bye week, Chiefs playing the Titans, and the Raiders having to go to Jacksonville. Uh, the Chargers need to take advantage of this game as well. Yeah, this is one of those games where if you uh, before the season started, I think people would have thought you know this should be the Chargers coming in here possibly much better than than four and three and red hot favorites against a, a Falcons team who were expected to struggle but that is not how it has played out thus far for the Chargers it's the same old problems unfortunately Justin Herbert is Justin Herbert but they don't have the receiving um, talent that due to injuries in part but also they they lack a real uh, speedster um keenan allen is down now with a, a hamstring injury which um has come up again in in the bye week and they can't stop the run and that is uh, once again um a real um issue for the the chargers um this uh, if there if there is um to be, I suppose, something that um, that should really concern the Falcons. It's the fact that NFL teams are 0-7 this season in their first game after facing the Panthers. 
Nobody who has played the Panthers has been able to win a game afterwards. doesn't matter whether you beat the Panthers. doesn't matter whether you lose to the Panthers. Once you play the Panthers, you lose the week after. Oh, and it doesn't matter if you're on a bye. It still carries over. Um, so that is uh, an interesting thing to, to keep an eye on, I think. Um, I, I think the Falcons will cause all sorts of problems for this Chargers team. Uh, I think the Chargers without Keenan Allen um, are much lesser of uh, an attacking threat. I think having Cordell Patterson uh, back is a a huge boost to this Falcons team. Um, And if, um, if I was, you know, to pick it purely on where I think it'll go, I would go... Um, with the Falcons, that that kind of mini curse is the thing that gives me pause. I just think the Chargers have been so cursed on um, with injuries on all sides of the ball. It doesn't look like, from what I'm hearing, Joey Bosa will be back, although he is week to week, I hear. Um, but no Bosa, no Keenan Allen, um, and um, Justin Herbert playing with banged up ribs. Um I, I'm going to say that the the, char- the Chargers are still a couple of weeks away from getting their season back on, on track, and I'll go with the Falcons in this one. Get that klaxon in there going, Michael, already. Early doors in this uh, week's show. Um, the tale of two Oregon, former Oregon quarterbacks, one with little expectation going into the season and one with so much expectation. One is delivering, you would say, bearing in mind what the expectation was for the Falcons. The other, for me, isn't delivering. Um, you would probably put that down to the, the amount of injuries. Uh, Mike Williams is supposed to be a speedster, as Colin Malou said, in terms of they haven't got one. He's out for the foreseeable. Um, I said on the show a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about this offense, Keenan Allen's one bang away from being out again. But well, there we are, he's out again. So it doesn't come as a surprise. I was looking at the stats today in the running game. Like, um, Patterson, who's been out for three weeks, has 340 yards and 300, oh, sorry, and 300 touchdowns, three touchdowns. And Eckler, who's the most efficient runner for the uh, Chargers, has 380 yards. He's only 40 yards more, and he's played four more games. And it just goes to show where this Chargers offense is for me. They're relying on players such as Carter, Palmer, Everett, the tight end. Who seems to want to get out of games quickly as he as he's in there after having after he does a catch on a particular play. Um, I think this is a welcome relief for for the running game of the Falcons to have Patterson coming back because they're going against one of the worst running defense in the league. And I'm with Colin. I'm I'm siding with the Falcons here. Um, I'm not going to buy into this course. Let's put it down as the Halloween course, and that's gone now. Um, the Falcons for me will find a way on Sunday, like they did last Sunday, to get over the line and go five and four, and stay top of the division. Hard to believe. Uh, Mark is picking the Falcons this weekend. Uh, that's Mark. Mark C. Mark C. Uh, it's pretty easy for me. This is lock of the week for me, lads. Falcons uh, had the second worst defense. They gave up nearly 420 yards a game, um, and they're the fourth worst in passing yards per game. So I'm picking the Chargers minus eight on the handicap. And I love already how we're completely off. This is nuts. I mean, like they've got plenty. I wouldn't say Justin Herbert is uh, underperforming. I think the people around them are. I I, I think Steely really needs to improve, but no, I mean, the Chargers are winning this game easily on Sunday. Easily. Um, but nice. I mean, at least we're all not on the same page. I t- uh, everyone I think has it, picked the. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say, in terms of underperforming, maybe that is a bit irrational to say that, but I do think of the game that's going to happen against the Broncos, 
where he had no reason not to play well that night and the Broncos defense held him in check and there's been quite a few games and maybe it is this injury which I has think been the lingering the injury, the Jags game. Yeah. Yeah. I think the injury is probably more serious than they're even making out, Brian. Yeah, but what can they do? They've got to roll the dice. What's the alternative? Is it Chase Daniel? That's the alternative. Gotta roll yeah. the dice and try and get to the wild card at this point. I would say uh, w- one team that is trying to get to the wild card because sweet Jesus, Colin, if they get to the wild card, they're in with a serious chance of getting to Arizona in February. Is the Miami Dolphins because their offense on any given Sunday is unbelievable. When Tua, Tyreek, Jalen Waddle, Mike Kosicki, River Craig. I mean, do I need to keep naming players? Basically, that is the best offense in the league when everyone is okay. Uh, they're going up against the Bears this week who brought in Chase Claypool on the trade deadline um, I haven't actually and I haven't been on a broadcast with Brian anyway since uh, the Bears Patriots situation I think this uh, in on the last uh, two Monday Night Footballs ago um, and the Bears done excellent there but the reality is it's Chicago Bears um, and I don't want to give my pick away yet shout out to everybody going to the big watch party in Barcelona you flying over to that column this weekend it's going to be uh, Moy importante shout out to El Coach as well um, the game's in Chicago column big game for Tua trying to get back to full fitness after the concussion you can see him he's almost there and this offense is ready to rock and roll who have you got in this game? Um, what I will say is Justin Fields they finally leaned into it took a, a season and a half it took two coaches but they're finally leaning into what he do, does well um, one of the the worst QBs uh, in the league for the first four weeks. Um, over the past four, he's been one of the best, and that has got to give the the Bears hope. But um, the problem is the everything else around him, um, particularly on the defense, and obviously losing huge two uh, two huge pieces in Roquan and and uh, Robert Quinn. So um, the, you, you've talked, Michael, and, and I. Uh, would agree to a large extent in terms of like the explosiveness certainly of this offense and Tua has proved I think people wrong I saw a stat that said Tua is 36 of 50 on third down 72 percent almost 500 yards seven touchdowns zero interceptions passer rating of 142.7 it's the highest on third down through the first eight weeks since they began tracking it in 1991. When you have the weapons that he has um, and the explosiveness and the way in which that causes enormous concern to defences, you would always fancy the Dolphins. I think for what the Bears would like is probably to score 25 points for Justin Fields and Chase Claypool to look great and ultimately to lose the game, to give them a higher pick in the draft. It's not about this season for the Bears. It's about building for the future. I think we're going to see second half of the season whether they've found um, their franchise guy, but I have the Dolphins get the win here. Yeah, I couldn't have to admire the Bears. Luke Getsky, the offense coordinator, the last two weeks, they got the win in New England. But last week against the Cowboys, I mean, their offense played really well in the game. And they do have some explosive players there, and it'd probably be complimenting there with Claypool coming in and Collins right there. Look, like you can see now that they're trying to adjust the offense to to suit the skill set of Justin Fields, which is good to see. And it's probably it's a it's a significant eight or nine games for the Bears leading up to the next year's draft because the reality is the way they're going, they are going to be drafting high in the draft, and they'll have to make that decision whether they want to be 
looking at one of these quarterbacks next year or essentially making potentially be in a position where someone someone else will want to trade up. Was a little bit surprised that they went for Claypool. Bearing in mind what happened over the past week with the two players leaving, it looked like they were very much thinking ahead to next April on the draft. So to allow that one of those picks to go immediately in the second round pick for the wide receiver who um okay he was a hot, he was a hot commodity on the <clears throat> because of the trade week this week, but I don't think he's done enough in in Pittsburgh, so I think the jury's still out on Claypool. Maybe it will, probably will turn out to be a good player and a good signing. I think for this game, it's going to be similar to last week. I think the Bears' offense will play quite well, but with the players and the constraints they have on defense, they're not going to live with the staff and the team. Two, it was 382 yards last week. Three touchdowns. Hill, 188 yards. Waddle, 108 and two touchdowns. The only concern I can say is we've seen two go into adverse conditions and play Probably where he's, he's more comfortable in dome and nice weather. I'm not sure what the weather is going to be in Chicago on Sunday, but for me, I'm with Colm. I'm sure we're all going to be leaning the same way here. It's a Dolphins win for me. Mark is picking the Dolphins. Michael is picking the Dolphins. Um, Justin Fields done really well. He put, put up, what, 29 against the the Cowboys last week, and that will, I, I know we'll get to speak about the Cowboys at some point. Uh, the really interesting thing in this game will be the, the pressure that the that the Bears put on to the Dolphins. Dolphins are sort of mid around the NFL in terms of their fair down efficiency. So um, I just don't see there being an issue. I, I, I can't see the upset here. I, I can't see a situation where we're with five minutes to go and there's seven to ten points in the game. I think the Dolphins will pull away early and they'll, they'll win comfortably. And frankly, it's a game in which Miami need to win to go to six and three. And it's a game in which you need to win to continue to stay up in that AFC wildcard race because they're not winning the division. Of the Sundays. 